2: The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast.
0: Welcome to episode 124 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, brought to you in association with Sports Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network and also fanatics. Like to say, back on the show, regular, uh, it's Phil Haywood, the running man. <laughs> no fuck you for Phil today, though, as uh, Storm Eunice had has seen seen off as his fixture uh, for this weekend. Phil, how are you?
3: I'm great, thanks, lads. Thanks again for having me on. I think that's two match balls now that I need. I Triple- know
0: and we haven't got the, uh, the budget for this kind of uh, this kind of thing for, you know, we're only an amateur podcast. Um, That's, best, Lee, That's Lee's got a few quid, though, so we'll sort you out with a couple of <laughs> to do
1: So What we'll do with the first one, we'll just give you the ball for the first one and then Michael will sign the second one for you, mate. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's worth a few quid that nowadays. It's worth a few quid that. Uh, He's a no.
1: celebrity now. He's writing for the BBC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shame that uh, the
0: money doesn't reflect that status, though, isn't it? Uh, but no, very good article that by the way, mate.
1: Very good, I like that.
0: Well, yeah, well, hopefully, there'll be something else out there again next week. So, those of you who might have read it, you know, we we must to put something in to, to the BBC each week just from a, a fan's perspective. Um, so I've, I've agreed of last week's obviously it was very upbeat. Uh, after the Leeds win, probably slightly different this week, I'm sure, after uh, what we saw down on the south coast yesterday. And we're going to pick things up there. Um, if, you know, fans were, were paying a lot of money to get from London to Southampton, getting Ubers and, and all sorts. We, we saw before the game with, with saying cancellations and things like that and as as usual Everton fans sold out, went down in the thousands and if, Phil, you know, it's another away performance that it's just the, the correlation between home and away performances is just, you know, it's just ridiculous and there's just no correlation whatsoever that Everton, Everton, Everton simply it's a hell
3: and high team, Marty. they? are just so bipolar, I think that's the word. And just, they just, you can get up for one week and then the next week, you know, they just switch off. It's just, the have fan in us all obviously went down there thinking, we're going to get something. But this group of players, again, turn up, well, don't turn up and, you know, leave us fuming. And you don't seem to think that they feel it as much. You know, even when a goal goes in, they don't look like a hurt or, you know, rally the troops. Um, but again, the game's are running out and we're not picking any points up at all away from home.
0: It's certainly disturbing, if that's probably the, the right word. Um, because, like you say, we went down there with expectation after a great league's performance. And I was saying in the week, I, I spoke on the on the Toffee Blues and I was saying about, you know, the, the next step for us now is to take that home performance into an away game. And the first ten or fifteen, I thought the intensity is there. We were putting them under pressure in those wide areas. You know, Anthony Gordon, McCharlson, making them make mistakes. We were, we were picking up those loose loose balls and the second balls, and you, you thought, you know, we, we, we are the transition from the home home uh, performance to an away performance is there, and it all turned. I thought there was a couple of incidents, wasn't it, where, where the game turned. If we can pick pick those up, um, and if we look at first of all. First 15 minutes was, was, was good, say so the intensity was there. Alan then gets booked, mm. and f- for me, Lee, that was one of the real turning points in the game, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, I think we texted our WhatsApp group, didn't we, at the time? <clears throat> at the time, sorry to say, that's a big booking that, and it was a frustrating booking, really. Uh, I thought it was a bit overly harsh, you, you know, even Alan was a bit like, look, like, it's my first proper offense, really. Um, and it all came from the ball coming up to Dom, and um, he got hold of it, and then it was sort of a poor layoff, wasn't it? Just conceded possession, and then obviously they 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 were on to us then, and that then became a common theme throughout the game. We were losing the ball up front, and then they were nicking it off us, and then the transition were basically running at us, uh, and that basically, you know, as I said, was pretty much the theme of the the rest of the 60 minutes, really. But um, yeah, I thought that was a crucial booking because he's, he's the aggressor, I mean, Lampard said himself that he's a warrior. He likes to get in people's faces. He likes to tackle. And we haven't, you know, we haven't currently, due to injuries, got a ready-made replacement for him. Um, You know, we were saying he could potentially even come off here at half-time because he had another one, didn't he, where the ref gave him a little warning. And all it would have needed was another little trip or another little, uh, you know, next to nothing, really. He could have been sent off. So he had to bring him off, really. But we all know that Gomez is not a light-for-light replacement. You know, if we'd had maybe sort of, um, you know, Onyango possibly in uh was he on the bench? I don't think he was, was he?
3: Yeah, then
1: you could yeah. possibly throw the kid in, even that's a big thing. Um, and then obviously, Decore would have been the actual one. If he'd have just been a fit, fitter a week earlier, we'd have probably thrown him on for 45 minutes. But we were where we were. in the second half, as we know, and, and, you know, we've defended Gomez a lot of times on this podcast, but he, he had an absolute shocker yesterday. Um, he was arguably at fault for the goal. He probably felt it after that, confidence-wise. He's very much, as we've said a million times, a confidence player. And and as soon as that happened, and he would have felt responsibility for that being on the pitch for all of what seven minutes before they scored, he would have felt that. And then I think that carried on for the the rest of the rest of the half for him. But I mean, if you look at that again, it'd be interesting to get your try and being non-biased opinions. But I've seen that again. It was a poor pass from Keane. First of all, why is he even giving him there? By the way, he should be recycling it over to the left side. And second one it, it looked like a foul to me. It looked like a, I thought it, when I when I watched it in you know on like it, it, it. I didn't think much of it. I thought he took a bad touch. and you know, he did take a bad touch because it was a bad pass. But at the same time, he gets cleaned out completely, did not he? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you you highlighted to me um, as well yesterday about. A situation where it was Gomez fouled. and you know, like you said, the ball wasn't great. Certainly, wasn't that you know Keane's put him into trouble there. And I suppose we can go back to this is how Lampard wants to play. We see it in the in the training videos. He wants the players to have confidence to pass the ball out from the back and use the the midfield
1: too. Yeah, tight know. spaces, tight yeah, spaces, and, and wonders. Yeah, yeah.
0: And get used and get used to, to to the ball at your feet, but also you know try and be a step ahead before the ball even gets there. Be aware of what's around, just so you know exactly what you're going to do. Um, it wasn't a great ball. Gomez, who I think you know with this season has been because he's strong in terms of when he gets the ball into his feet, he's he's able to hold hold um defenders off and the opposition players off. And it wasn't a great ball. It was away from him. And you look at it back, and I would yeah, I would argue it was a foul. And I thought the referee was poor. You know, he, he didn't give us a lot of anything. To be honest, we did. There were certain situations where I thought, we deserve certain things. Um, but, you know, we've, we've, even before all that, let, let's let's look at the first half when Stonewall penalty. You, you see Man City later on the day get a penalty awarded against against Spurs where the defender was closer to the ball when it's being hit compared to uh, what, what happened with, with Everton and Southampton. It went to VAR, they looked at it. And, and no penalty given. And for me, it was, was, was it Rameu who, who, who uh, it was hit his arm? He had time to get his, his arm away. And his arm still away from his body. But Pete, what are your thoughts on, on the penalty? Because obviously, we're, we're talking about games change on decisions. We're saying about the Alambon one really impact us after those first 15. If that penalty is given and we get the first goal, it's a different game again, isn't it?
2: Well, pe- people say when things are going against you, you need a bit of luck. And Everton certainly... <laughs> I've had no look, I don't think, for for a long, long time. I'm, I mean, Southampton fans might argue. I think there was one a bit later in the first half where it hit Holgate's arm, uh, and I suppose there's an argument for, you know, the the, the ref, the referee, or the, the refereeing team um, gave neither decision. But for me, like you say, Romeo's hand was in more of a natural position, and he he did have time to you know, um, to move his hand away. But I mean, I don't think we're splitting hairs here. I think, I think there was a theme of just progressive decisions going a little bit more, more and more against us. And I think it it just allowed Southampton to sort of grow into the game and take dominance. I I felt just on the whole, they were a bit more organized and just a bit man for man, but better than us across the pitch. Um, and it, those midfield too. I mean, yeah, Alan's booking and Alan going off, I I think changed the game. Um, but you could see Pickford was furious throughout. He was just facing too many shots on goal. Um, I I, I, th- I think you could argue, not that two two nil um, was good value for Southampton, but I, I think they could have done a lot better with the chances they had had they had better better players on the pitch. Um, they were getting into really good attacking positions, and there, were, there was just no sort of screen in front of the back, the back four. I mean, against Leeds, we spoke about how good uh, Van der Beek was, and I'm not saying he, he had a poor game, but it's it's not his game, is it, to play in a, a two like that? And get him and Gomez are just not the right personnel. Um, and I'm not not criticizing Lampard for for not changing system. I think it's easy when you you know you you're watching it on the telly and you're not privy to the quality of the squad and. You know what's gone on in training in the week, or what the team are being coached to do. But it just felt like it was a matter of time. It just felt like you could see what was coming. And I think once we went behind, you never really had confidence we were um, we were going to get back into it. Really,
1: Samson looked like a team that I've lost one in the last 13 games. Simple mm-hmm. as that. They're playing with loads of confidence. They haven't lost. They haven't lost at their home ground since September. I mean so that that tells you, you know, how good their record is. At home, they've drawn with City recently, drawn with United, went away at Spurs, um, and you know they've had some good results in that that run as well. It's not as if they've been playing Mickey Mouse sides either. So the only game they did lose was they lost at home, uh, sorry, away to Wolves three one, and obviously we all know Wolves this season are, are are very very good at the back. But yeah, I think you're right there, Pete. I think I think you know both teams set up the same. And like you said before in the intro, Mike, the first 15 minutes, it was definitely game on. I thought we, we were, you know, we were more than matched them. It looked like it was going to be a tight game. And yeah, it did swing possibly on that uh, because, we, you know, we had to maybe be less aggressive in midfield. But once we lost that midfield battle and once their full-backs, Liveramento, had another good game against us, by the way, had a great game against us at Goodison, even though we won that game, and, and Walker-Peters, the other side, that allowed them to get forward once they started winning the midfield battle. And once they started getting forward, it, it, it just it just became you know a really difficult game, especially second half. I mean, I thought Frank's uh, post match, I don't know whether you guys have seen it. It was absolutely bob on. To be fair, he said exactly I think what we saw as fans, which is refreshing to see. I think he said he, you know he said he said himself that you know we started well first first fifteen, and then you know we started going more. We started giving the ball away. We started losing a lot of the second balls. I was getting so frustrated about the amount of second balls we were losing. We ended up going long to Dom, and he said that himself. We don't want to be that type of team. We don't want Dom to be an old-fashioned centre forward. Um, we ended up going long to him, and he was winning the odd balls, or balls were dropping down. I don't think we won one ball, second ball that dropped down from either, you know, a challenge in the air in, the, in, in their in their defensive third. And it, it was just, it was, and then that's the next phase of play. Then was just them every single time running at us after that after that. So, I think Frank on the sidelines, as, as we've said before in, in, in the last couple of weeks, he is seeing com- two completely different Everton sides the Everton sides at home and the Everton sides away. And I think his rationale behind it, when he, when he was asked why do you think that is, I think it was also Bob on when he just said, you know, he, he's obviously been a player in these types of scenarios where if you are on a bad losing run, particularly away from home, those sort of wounds get opened up again. You know, when you suddenly you go a goal behind, and then suddenly that sort of it becomes easy. Then just to accept it, and just kind of go, oh, it's just happening again, and we can't do anything about it. And the only way to get wrapped to get out of that is a bit of character and hard work. And that's what you said, Nick. Character and hard work. We've got to change your mentality. You used the phrase twice. I've walked into this. You know what I mean? I've walked into this. So he's basically saying, look, I've come here now to try and you know get list of lads. I can see they're a great group, of, great group of lads. There's clearly talent. He's obviously already spotting one or two areas where he needs to improve in the summer. But he's also seeing a real fragile underbelly, isn't he? He's really seeing that. And we've been saying this for years. All us as fans have been saying this for years. You know, it's particularly away from home. You know, we, we, we do tend to sort of a uh, combination of lack of leadership and feel sorry for ourselves a little bit when we go go a goal behind. And in those sort of games, you've just got to dig in, haven't you? You've just got to dig in. Look at Newcastle against West Ham yesterday. West Ham have, you know, been playing pretty decent footy this season. Newcastle just battled. They didn't even have their best player say maximum yesterday, but they just battled and they battled and they battled. And you know, they, they gave gave West Ham a game in the end. And sometimes we just have to just find that other side of us, just to say, look, we're not going to be able to play pretty football here and keep the ball. We've just got to basically just dig in and have a scrap.
2: It it is a bit of a question then for the for the three of you. And I'm, I'm not going in on Lampard. I'm not criticizing him, but to play devil's advocate. Is there a bit of a question to answer? Why didn't he change the system? Why did he keep Gomez and and, and Van? De Beek? I think it's personnel.
1: I think it's personnel. personnel. Yeah. It's personnel. I think it's personnel. I think yeah. if, if the De is sitting next to him on the bench, there, you know what I mean. And 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 I, I think he potentially changes it. Or if he has another centre off, so he can maybe go three at the back like he did early doors, then I could, he could again he could potentially change it. But I just thought you know what, we were poor in possession. Van der Beek's biggest asset is keeping the ball. And obviously he struggled with that yesterday. But, you know, also credit to Southampton. Like, like Lampard said, they're a counter press side and they're very good at it. They're very well drilled under Hassan They press you in the right areas. So I think that was the reason why we were giving the ball away a lot as well. So I think he probably just thought, you know what, we're poor in possession here. I mean, that's one of our poorest possession in terms of keeping the ball and passing it. I've seen, I've seen Everton for, for, for a while. And he'll see that and go, yeah, that's not great. So maybe he thought Gomez, technician, good on the ball, Maybe him and Van der Bae can keep the ball in midfield and obviously, you know, it didn't work as, as he saw.
0: I, th- I think I think personnel is right. I mean, I, I'm I'm I'd be looking at City now and thinking about let's let's sign for three in midfield, let's let's have bodies in there. The Corey's likely to be back, which is which is pivotal to it all. As you said before, Lee, if the Corey's on the bench yesterday, the chances are he comes on a hard time for Alan, that energy, you know, up and down. He he can put his foot in. Um, his work is very very good and he's got a bit of pace then it would have worked better than gomez but there was just no one else on the bench that he could have brought on and it was almost needs must so I think against um against Man City we'll probably see that three in midfield um Alanda Corey and one other whether it's it's Andre Gomez whether it's Haran Yango gets the nod you know the, there's gonna be there's gonna be a change then but it was I think the disappointing thing for me was no shots on target. So bear in mind, okay. What we, we after the first 15, we weren't great in the first half, but we went, went in at half time, nil nil. So we're still well in the game there. Even if you if you come away with a point, it's it's yeah. more positive than what we saw against Newcastle. But we saw again, didn't we? Were once that first that that first goal goes in pretty early in the second half, we didn't look like we were going to create anything in any way, shape, or form to get back into the game. No shots on target, you know, out of, out of 10 shots, the goalkeeper wasn't worked at all. And, and Fraser thought that he's a big lad, but he's not the best goalkeeper in the world for me. You know, he's he's not particularly great at getting down, uh, which we, we we didn't, you know, we, we didn't test him in any way, shape or form. Jordan Pickford was exceptional. I thought he had, he had, he had a great game. If it wasn't for Jordan Pickford, it could have been four or five, to be honest, because he made some some top class saves. Over the course of the ninety minutes, and like 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 you were saying before, PC, like you can see Pickford's getting frustrated because he's, you know, he's allowing teams to to pepper the goal over the course of ninety minutes, and he's, he's not getting any protection either. Um, but I just think the the inevitability was there, wasn't it? Phil, when he got that first goal, we we sunk back into that Newcastle mentality where you know once Newcastle got their first goal against us,
3: they were always going to go on and win the game. Yeah, just go on, great points again from from all three of you. And I, I just think when you're down there, I you know I remember you know the, old, the David Moyes era. You know when we were down there and things. Just make yourself tight. Play four five one. Don't be pretty. You know, uh nail and Edsell. haven't lost in September. Make it dogged. It's like Pickford's frustrated because it's like the Alamo. It's just coming back. It's going back. It's going back. And for me, it is personal. You know, what I, what he's seen in training, and it's not just Lampard, all the managers have played this system. And I, I, I really, as a supporter, don't understand. And even back in the day when we used to concede, sometimes that used to wake us up and we will go and get them and we smell blood. But like you said, Mike, you know, we were waiting for that goal to go in. And it's like, oh, we try for the first 15. Do, do you know what I mean? I just think you make it hard to beat. Slowly, I thought against Leeds. At home, we would be in the time wasters. I thought we game managed. Pickford was instructing. He said he, you know, he's looked at his game, slowing the game down. throwings were going out. John Joe Kenny was pretending to pick the ball up. I think sometimes you've got to do that um, at, at these away grounds because you know Southampton are tenth now. I look at their squad. Are they better than us? No, they're not. But the they won't play. Uh, the the style will change. The formation might be the same, but against personnel wherever they go. Um, we, we just seem too weak, uh, mentally weak, off the ball, on the ball, no urgency, um, no real effort to get into the game, you know, 10 shots, none on target. I, I personally think personnel, like you, you stick an extra person in midfield, whoever that might be, you know, work on that. You know, we're going away from home, 4-4-2, for me it's too open. When you're down there, it's too easy to pick off, you need an extra man in midfield, whoever it may be. Um, and obviously, I understand the injuries with the core and things like that. But surely we know that anyway before the Southampton game. So to, I was surprised when I saw the, the formation. Okay, at home, you know, you know, against a team like Leeds, you can kind of get at them. But away from home, against a team who haven't been beaten uh, since September, I thought it was a bit worrying. And then you're just waiting for that first goal to get in. Let's see the reaction, lads. And again, it was just you waiting for the second. That hopefully it's not a third or a fourth. I think
1: Samson, They've got a good coach. They've stuck by him, um, and you know they've had some, you know, two nine nils for God's sake. You know, what I mean, there's not many managers that survived that, but he's done well there, and they've stuck by him. They're a very functional team. Everyone knows their role. You know, they play a similar way every time. Um, I'm just looking at their stats when they played Spurs at Tottenham. Uh, that was away as well. They had 23 shots against Spurs, 10 on target, which is very similar to us. You know, I mean, they had eleven shots on target against us. Spurs had eight shots, three on target. So again, similar output to us yeah. in that game. So they've also they've suffocated Spurs mm. like they did against us, and they do that really well. They press in the right areas. I mean, you look at Oriel Romeo. I mean, he's he's hardly an athletic midfielder, is he? Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, he looks like a guy from Gangs New York just walking around midfield. You know what I mean, so I, I just think, I just think. They're just, they're just a really functional side. Now, you, you can beat Samson. I, I really do. and you know, I really think you can. They're not exactly a world-class team, but they're just very, very functional what they do. You know what I mean? And, and they try and win free kicks on the edge of the area. The amount of times they were going down and trying to win free kicks in, in, in the final third because they know they've got one of the best set-piece uh,
3: uh, takers in the world. But, yeah, I mean, but then like, the play the play to the strengths where we I, 100%, 100%. I don't I don't believe we do I think we isolate like you said Dom a lot yesterday no one off, off in the second ball and with the players there for me you know I wouldn't have changed the back line personally because of clean sheets, we haven't had many and I think that's our downfall. We do change the back line, like whether it's for injuries or, you know, Michael Keane, he's probably had six different partners in in the last six games through full back, through centre half pairings. Pickford must be pulling his hair because he hasn't got a set back line, but sentiment, for me, I, I, I know how, how good he was against Leeds, but I pay and again, you're knocking confidence, I thought Gomez was outstanding against Brentford. But then he's found himself on the bench again. You know, I, I wouldn't have played the Woby personally. And that's nothing against nothing against him. I thought his effort was outstanding against Leeds. Um, I thought he stretched the game. I thought he was up and down. But I just would have put four, five, one, put Chuck with Charleston back in on the left, threw Gordon on the right, and played an extra man in midfield, suffocate them, like you said, Lee, about what they do to what Southampton do to other teams and play to our strengths because four, four, two for me. I I don't believe in the next three weeks Lampard will stick to a four four two. And again, I know personnel and injuries, but there's a squad good enough there to play a different system for me.
1: Yeah, I think his hand was forced a little bit by the injuries he had, definitely. Um, and he's obviously seen as dismantle a lead side. And and let us put that right. We did dismantle a lead side. We, we battered him. Obviously, it was at home with a big big crowd behind. The best I've seen at Goodison in a long time. That, but. Um, yeah, yeah, going away, we have to remember, you know, this is only, what was his, fourth game? Fourth yeah. game in charge, you know what I mean? We have to remember, he's learning as much about, we've seen Everton play, and the numerous managers with a lot of these players, he hasn't really has he? So he, he's learning, he's seen in training players' strengths and weaknesses but obviously it's a different it's a different kettle of pitch when you're in the trenches in a match and you need to dig in, and now he's starting to see which players are up for the fight and which aren't. You know, John Joe Kenny had a great game the other day against Leeds, and he was lauded for it, and and, and good, but but let's be honest. You know, I mean, we've got John Joe Kenny at left back. He's not the answer, is he? You know, he's not Cancelo by any means. <laughs> I mean, so ultimately, we've gone from having you know one of the best full backs in the league, and then all of us saying we just need a right back on the other side. Now we're back to the Baines and Coleman days, and and, and now arguably we you know we're struggling out wide really, aren't we, in terms of the full back situation.
0: Yeah, massively, massively so. And like, but like you say, you know, players did play well. And I I put out, I I predicted the same start 11 and it was the same start 11. And I totally agreed with with the the reasons behind it. You know, you've got to reward players for playing well. But no one played well yesterday besides Pickford. Nobody stood out. Nobody, I don't think, um, put themselves forward and and, and led led that side and size picked that side up. So, you know, you're back to now against Man City. Changes will be made. Um, like I said, I mean, Michelenko will come back in at left back, no doubt. Um, as I say, midfield three. So Van der Beek, De Corey, and Alan has got a nice, nice ring to it. Looks looks, looks a lot better as well. Um, and then we can obviously have the two wide players, whether it's Anthony Gordon, Richardson, and Damari Gray could be back fit. You know, just sitting, sitting a little bit deeper, you know, so it goes to a 4-5-1 because uh, we're going to be defending a lot against Man City. So we will look, I think, a little bit better in terms of set up against City. But I think personnel personnel dictated what, what change was made against um against South yesterday and that's that's the key really. um But when, when you when your confidence is as is as, as brittle as Amir Khan's chin topical. Um, I, I was dancing that and, you know I was thinking if that was going around in me I'd have to get that line in at some point today. Um, then you're always gonna you're always gonna I think suffer. when you when you can see that first goal it's it's a killer blow. It's a killer blow to so us at this moment in time. And unless we get ahead, you know, we go back to the potential penalty when we when we could have obviously been given the penalty quite early when we were on top, that would have, you know, I think you would have seen a much a much difference Everton side then and a much different performance. And if you if you force a home side then to come out and play and go on the front foot, they leave gaps in behind and it just didn't happen. And it's a concern because we've got to we've got to look at now, okay, where can we get points on for uh, over the course of the rest of the season. And we're going to discuss in the second part about, you know, looking at our, our home form and looking at where we can pick up points. But we have got to turn things around away from home. We can't just write off every away game because we can't seem to perform away from home. Other sides around us, i.e. Burnley yesterday, Watford, are going away and winning games. Whereas us, we're just going, oh, yeah, we, we, we'll win at home. We'll, we'll beat so-and-so at home. Well, that's no good. You've got to pick up points wherever you can. And that's going to be the, the, the telling factor, but a lot of it comes down to this, this confidence. And like like Frank Lampard said, he's come into this, he's inherited this side and he's inherited the problems that are associated with a side who, you know, got to got win a home against Leeds since he's come in and, and won a cup game. But before then, last time he won was against Arsenal in December. So there's a lot of issues there that the mind has got to address. Um, but we're going to take a short break and, like I say, discuss where we think we can we can pick up points over the, uh, the remainder of the season. Welcome back to the second part of this week's Unholy legianity podcast, where we're going to have a, have a, a chat about where we, we see points coming in for the remainder of the season and the focus, the emphasis seems to be on um, across social media and discussions with fans is about our home form. And, you know, we saw what we can do against Brentford in the Cup and Leeds as well, how the fans were were massive to both of those performances, I think, given the players that little bit of extra five or ten percent maybe. Um but I think the emphasis on on home home games is fine and all well and good and we can do we can play our part and and you know like like there was a call to arms before Leeds uh, last weekend that call to arms has got to be in place for the remainder of the season. But let's let's get it right you know at Goodison Park on Saturday the champions are in town and they're going to be, obviously, lost against Spurs yesterday. But a game that you don't want and the most difficult home game that you can face, I think, is Manchester City. Uh, they just they, they'll, they'll they can peg us in for 90 minutes if they want to. Um, but, Pete, do you think that we are focusing too much and, and relying too much on the fact that We've got a number of home games left and we're, you know, us as fans can play our part and get the team over the line. You think there's too much of an emphasis on that? I think within the fan base there
2: is, because I I, I think it just completely sets out the wrong mentality, like like you alluded to. I think you've got to you, you know, you've got to look one game at a time, you've got to look to get something out of every game. Um, I mean the, the key thing for me would, would be to to try and make the games in hand that we've got count. We've got to get something from those games, and we've got two massive games in particular against uh, Burnley and Newcastle. They'll be coming up, which, again, we, we just have to win. Um, but um, the, the cynic in me looks at City and thinks, Let, let's just come out the other side of it without any more injuries. I, I think that that that'd probably be the, the the essential thing for me. Um, I mean, it would be brilliant if we had Decore and Grey back and we could, we could go in with... You know, nearing a full-strand side and um, you know, really look to, to actually try and uh, at, at least pick up a point. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be incredibly difficult. And it's the pace that, that City play at as well. I mean, it's, it's, watching football live, it's one of the things I've been most impressed with uh, when I've, I've seen all the older side, just the, the movement and the speed. The ball is just always on the move and the movement of players is just so intelligent and it. It, it must be shattering to be on the pitch and try and defend against that over 90 minutes. you can see how they were teams down um or how you know how, how teams might be able to go you know 60 70 minutes without conceding and then just completely capitulate and fold because um it you know I know I'm an Evertonian, but it's just inspiring to watch. it's just amazing um So my, my hope for that game would be like, let's come out of it without any more injuries. Uh, but I completely agree with you. We can't just focus on the home. We've got to look to try and get something out of every game now. Um, you know, particularly beating the the teams around us because um, I knew Norwich were in it for a little bit yesterday, but the the Watford and the Burnley result and probably the Newcastle result as well um, didn't help us really. So I, I think we can't be reliant on teams being worse than us either. I think we've we've got to get that mentality right, one game at a time. Look to win
0: every game. But the, the big the big week for me, looking at the fixtures is from the 13th of March until the 19th of March. Now, we've had the Newcastle game rescheduled in that week at Goodson, one of that was called off. But in that week, we've got Wolves at home on the 13th, Newcastle on the Thursday and we go away to Watford that weekend. Now, that, that's it. That's a pivotal week within our season, that can almost, not, not not decide your fate, but it can go a long way to pulling you away from things when you're playing a couple of sides in and around you. Um, and I know obviously as a management team, it's going to be a case of taking each game at a time. Um, City game is huge in terms of, you know, how we come out of that. Like you said, Peter, you know, you're looking at it from can we just keep injuries down to a minimum? Um, I'm looking at it thinking knows what can happen you know we saw man city lose against Spurs. Spurs have been poor in recent weeks and they've gone to the etihad and beat man city so it shows you anything is possible i think after seeing that yesterday but again the crowd are going to play a key role in in that game and getting anything from it um but we've got to look at you know the home and away games balanced in in, in a balanced way because there are games there, that if we can just find something away from home, you know, these other sides are fighting. Like Lisa Beardy on Newcastle went to West Ham and they fought, you know, they, they were missing Sipia, uh, Saint Maximan, but they went there and they had the a better side. To be honest with you, they, they had a lot of the ball. Um, the West Ham were looking to play on the counter, but Newcastle looked dangerous most most times when they went forward. But it was all we all to do with just, you know, they've they've um, got themselves set and up for the fight. And I'm not seeing that yet with us away from home, at home, 100%, away from home, I'm not seeing it. But, Phil, where, where do you think, you know, it's going to be sort of one and lost, if you like, in terms of picking up points for, for uh, our Premier League survival?
3: No, I've just been looking at myself there, to be fair. And I personally think Lampard and his team are probably looking at that week, as you were saying. I think you'll take City as it's a free hit and, um, you know, make it a level of the crowd. And you know, if we get something outstanding, brilliant, um and obviously the Tottenham. I just looking there as well, which is which is me of the Europa League. People say why is the Europa League and the Champions League totally different and why the teams struggle on it? And it's obviously playing on that Thursday. Everyone playing this the Saturday now, Friday night, Saturday, and then you playing again Sunday. The next two, we play City at R5, all, all the teams around us play. And then we play Monday night Tottenham. Again, everyone's already played. I think that meant, you know, teams like Watford could get another win, or Newcastle might get another win. And then we're playing catch up again, and I think that's always been our downfall. And and then I think obviously that week, as you said, we've got Wolves, uh, Newcastle, Watford. I think that's absolutely massive that week, and I think his team are already looking at, at that run of fixtures because I just think, you know, even the, you look at Leicester now, you know, and, and teams like that, obviously missing Vardy, but when they play the Europa League on a Thursday, teams always mentally struggle to get up, you know, especially if you've if teams around you have won it puts more pressure on you to then win again. And I think with those, you know, City at half five and, and Tottenham on the Monday night, teams around us would have already played. Um, but again, the City game, I, I absolutely loved the Goodison game last week. Um, don't get too many as much um, with, with all the football going on. Um, my little one takes my ticket. But um, I, she was jealous after that game against Leeds because it was just the old Goodison where I listened to your pod last week and, and, and the Goodison crowd can get you a few goals. And I certainly do think, you know, um, as, as Pete was saying there, um, City, he can rotate and think, oh, who, who's good at playing in that kind of atmosphere? I'll play De Bruyne, I'll, I'll drop Sterling this week, I'll play Mares. He's got the luxury to do that, where we're just playing the same lads week in week out. But Goodison can, bit you know, make it a leveler. Um, I think the fans will turn up in voice. Um, I think they all enjoyed the Leeds game. Um, and I think. They, they like what we did, and I think that they will be up for it again. Um, but I do think that week, as you were saying, Mike, of uh, Wolves, Newcastle, and um, Watford, that is massive because mentally playing City and and um, and obviously Tottenham on the Monday nights can mentally can can hinder us really. But um, no it's it's massive that week for the season. Yeah, I was
1: looking at that myself, mate. I think. If you're going to be honest, if we're going to go through these fixtures. This is going to be brutally honest. If we get anything out of City, it's, it's it's a blessing, isn't it? If we can get a point, I'm not saying we can't not get a point, but I think we could possibly get a point. But let's just say you're probably saying City win. We then play Boreham Wood in the cup. Now you you know you'd like to think, romanticism aside for them, that we should go through that. And then we've got like you just said, then we've got Spurs away. Now that will be a tricky game, like you said, because it's a night game and it's you know. They obviously will get a massive injection of confidence, having lost three on the spin before they played City and then they beat City uh, and arguably should have got a couple more goals. Then, got like you said, Wolves at home. Now, Wolves have been, you know, we've lauded their manager for being exceptionally good defensively. Um, I think that they are the second best defence in the league behind City. That won't be an easy win at home, that, but if you can get an early goal against them and they have to change their style of play, then I think we can win that game. So, you're thinking that. You know, you'd you'd like to think, yeah, three points there. Newcastle at home in the week, then, is massive, isn't it? It's a massive game, that. All depends on whether Newcastle got, say, maximum back, because obviously he destroyed us at their place. But I think we should beat Newcastle at home. Obviously, they're a very different side at home themselves. Um, uh, you know, and obviously they had a good result against West Ham yesterday, but there potentially could be six points. You've then got Watford under Hodgson. Now, they beat Villa yesterday 1-0. But it was a classic game, you know, snatch and grab win, really. Um, I know, actually, Villa have fallen off a cliff a little bit recently, by the way. They've only got five points out of the last 21. That only win was against us, actually. And if uh, I don't know whether you guys went to the Villa game, but um, they weren't great. They weren't great against us. They've, they've nicked that game against us there, 1-0. Uh, Stephen Gerrard bouncing out like they've just beat us, 5-0. But they, they were lucky in that game. And then, as it's proven... They've gone on a horror run since then and they've lost to some, some, some poor sides. Um, so that Watford game as well, that's potentially winnable for me under Hodgson because they're a very different team under Hodgson. that They're not free-flowing trying to score goals. Uh, I know we conceded five at Goodison against us, but that was you know obviously against a different manager. I think Hodgson's all going to be about clean sheets, clean sheets, clean sheets. That could potentially get something out of that, possibly a point. Uh, then West Ham away. Um Again, the West Ham I saw yesterday. I'm thinking, how are you even near the top four when I watched that team yesterday? And then United, you know, United and Palace, then next two games at home before the Derby. You know what? United aren't no great shakes either. You know, what I mean, obviously, again, look, they're a good team. They've got some good players, but you just don't know what team, you, what, what, what you're going to get from them, dear. So, I won't go through the rest of them. But what I'm trying to say is, that you know, the Leicester game needs to be rearranged at home as well. We've got to play Leicester at home. They're one of the worst defenses in the league this season. So, for me, you know, and we've got Brentford at home as well. When you when you when you read those games out, there's certainly. I think we need fifteen points, really, don't we? Fifteen points. You're looking at maybe maybe a bit more than fifteen should do it. I think we should get fifteen points from those games, lads. I really do.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right, and I mean we most definitely can. I think obviously when you're on the back of a, another defeat and you're not seeing much in an away performance compared to what we saw a week, a week previously. It always puts you in a, in a, a more negative mindset and you think, you know, I mean, I know again, last night after, after that, you think, here we go again, you know, where are we picking up points now? We've seen, we can do it. You know, we can see how well we can play. So not having the ability is not a reason for us not picking up points. You said it time and again, confidence is, is the thing, mentality and, you know, understanding what's at stake, I'm sure the players do, you know, I'm sure that they do, but being able to handle that pressure because of where we are as well, massive, you know, massive, They, they can't coast, they can't coast in these games, even in games which they maybe should be comfortable, we aren't, so the players can't afford to coast, but they've got to have the right mentality to get through it, and I'm sure there is enough games, of course there is, um, our destinies in our ho- in our own hands we've got you know a game in hand here and there we've got game in hand against someone in and around us. So those games football will form a massive part of what we do and whether we you know we' come come you know come may we're in a much better position um but i think I think we want to see it's only early days on the line but we want to see improvements in mentality is the key. And when you're faced you, you with adversity, whether that's going to go behind, whatever, you know, we still had a long, a long time left in the game yesterday when we went a goal behind, but the players still crumbled for me and still there was nothing, nothing from them. You've got to then know how to deal with that and come through it. And, you know, over the years, we've been able to do that under certain managers. But I think the players now who've been there for a number of years have got to start to show a bit more of a, of a backbone. Um, and as I say, that, that, that week that we've pointed out is gonna be pivotal to us. Like like you said, Phil, obviously having the th- you know, games on the Thursday and Mondays, and you know, th- you know, that's gonna be gonna be crucial as well. How can the players react to other teams' results, knowing what the situation is before we even kick off? Um, but we just wanna see improvements. And I think, you know, when when we go in, in against Man City on Saturday, I think more most the pressure will be off in a sense, you know. Uh, I don't think we're going to go there as a fan base expecting to to win the game. We want to go there and see Everton put in a, a competitive performance because you can beat any side in the league on any given day, as long as you know you, you approach it in the right manner. Um, but it's we're sitting at the point where it's all all doom and gloom. We've seen enough in Frank Lampard's first four games, I think, to, to show the direction of this side and what they can do on the on the best day. And going to City, as I say, we should have the core back in. We should have uh, Demari Gray should be hopefully back in and around the squad, uh, and there'll be a few changes made them and potentially a, a tactical change made as well. But we, we've got to we've got to start seeing that improvement. I think sooner rather than later in an, uh, in away matches, uh, and we can't just sit there and and say, "Well, we've got so many home matches left; with, that that'll be fine." No, we need to get a points on the board, and then we can start to sort of relax into the end of the season.
1: I think cool. other, other teams are getting dragged into it as well. So, you look at Brentford at the minute, when we played Brentford in the Cup. Even when we played Brentford at their place, by the way, for me, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, they had a great start in the, you know, to the season when they were obviously buoyant about being back in the Prem. They, they rode that way for a good few weeks. But now, you watch them play, they're not a great side at all. Not a great side at all. I mean, for me, you know, if they hadn't had that start, they'd be well and truly in the bottom three. And yeah. I, I, they're getting dragged into it. We, I think, we've got two, two games in hand, maybe three games in hand on them as well. So you know, we need to take that into consideration. You know, you look at teams that are starting to show fight. You mentioned before Newcastle; they're starting to show a bit of something. Norwich have shown bits under Dean Smith. You know what I mean? Since they've changed the manager there. Um, but I look at Brentford; they're in freefall at the minute, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're well and truly. Once the teams have played their games in hand as well, whether they're you know they find themselves scrapping um in, in the bottom three. So as I said, Villa Villa have had a really poor run. I know that I think they're four, four or five points clear of us, but we've got a game in hand. But you know, that their their fans are turning a bit now. You know, I was looking at some of the noises they were making about Gerard persisting with the same formation, with the same personnel and things like that. You know, they're starting to, to sort of bitch and moan about Gerard now. So um you know this is this is yeah look we don't want to be in this position but ultimately the goal is now get to safety as quickly as possible, and then you know for me, Lampard and his team now have certainly earned my trust to sort of take this team forward. Now, you know that, that that's what we want to do: get to the summer, stay in the prem, and then start to rebuild slowly from there.
0: Yeah, totally, totally agree, totally agree. Um, and, and we've got we got to trust what what the managers are doing. We've got to put some trust in the players. And like I said, on, again, in the week post-leads, we as fans have got to understand our responsibility to do what we can to get those players over the line as well. And we've shown it in the first two home games with Frank Lampard. I'm sure we'll show it again on Saturday against Manchester City. That's what we're going to discuss next in the final part of the show after this short break. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Unholy Ciancy podcast. We're going to look ahead to our next Premier League fixture at home, Goodison Park, half past five against the champions, Manchester City. Like we said already, coming to Goodison Park on the back of a, a home defeat to, to an out form Tottenham Hotspur um, in a game where, like you said earlier on, the Tottenham could have maybe scored one or two more. Obviously, gold is allowed for a, a tight offside as well. and you know It was a, certainly a surprising result yesterday and City will be coming into town smart and from that. But, uh, I mean, I don't, don't take too much from, from that or any kind of comfort uh, because sometimes when they're, when they're wounded, they, they come in and play some of the best football man City. So it was interesting to see Spurs go there and actually win when they've been able to form themselves. So I suppose, I suppose, as I said earlier, it gives you a little bit of hope that that, that can happen. Um, I expect changes to formation and personnel, that's for sure. Especially with a, a couple of uh, the injured lads coming coming back in. But Peter, have you do you hold out much hope for the game against Man City? Let's that's let's that's, that's to be too negative, but do you think we can get something from the game?
2: I like how you, you're trying to temper me negativity before I even <laughs> start <to be>. speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean look I I'm not I'm not hopeful. No and I I think one of the reasons for that is Exactly as you just alluded to then, Mike, you know, when a team like City gets beat, they usually win the follow-up game. They, they normally respond. It's, it's as simple as that because that, that's what great teams do. Um, you know, let's get it right. They're one of the best teams in the world. Uh, you look at some of the players they've got and the, the, the way they play football. So it's going to be extremely difficult. However, I think if we can go in with, you know, close to a a first-team-11 team 11 let us say with you know particularly with Decore and Greyback, I, I think we've absolutely gotta got a shout. Of course we have, because we've got some very, very good players. Um and I think the fans will really back the team. And like we were saying after the Leeds game, if, if you're an Everton player and you do the basics well, you know, and you run and you fight and you're organized, it will whip up the crowd. So, you know, who knows what can happen at early goal or you know, keeping it tight and organised and get getting something out of the game. It, absolutely, it's possible, but I think it's going to be a big ask. Um, it's going to be dependent on one, what Man City turn up uh, and whether they do respond to what's happened against Spurs. And I think it's really probably going to depend more so on our personnel and what Team Lampard's able to put out.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I think though the players should, for me, have taken great confidence from the league's performance last week in terms of, you know, we, they talk about having that anxiety um, of playing at Goodison. I think it was when, around the time, Luke Dean was, was leaving or on his way or, or had left and something came out, and article came out about saying some players have a fear of playing at Goodison because of the way that the fans are. Now, I think that, that probably stems from how negative it can be at times, which we've, we've spoken about in the past. But I think that the players should see When the fans are on side and and, and like you said, they they should be on side again and back and back on the players. What what a great place to play football it can be as a home player compared to an away player and what difference it can make. And the players should want to feed off that. and think, you know, we we saw how good it can be against Leeds just by, you know, us as players doing the basics from that first minute. The the tone was set against Leeds when Anthony Gordon went through and should have scored, you know, and. How, we, how well we started that game. Obviously, Man City aren't leads. Um, but, Phil, it, it's got to be... The players have got to approach that game with, with a, a positive attitude, haven't they? And know that, you know, that the fans really can push them along and, and hopefully get get a, a bit more of a, of a positive outcome than maybe many of us actually expect.
3: No, I think the players will actually look forward to to the game. I think, you know, under the lights again, hopefully be a little bit darker, um, a half-five. Um, I think that I think the, I think we've got to get at City. I think you can always get at City. I've always thought that, you know. when you think about well, Liverpool and these teams. I think City, I think at home you can always get at City. And you know, I, I don't think personally, like I was saying before, I think Guardiola does pick players on on grounds as well. And who can, I I don't think he'll enjoy he'll enjoy the fact that we're the next home game after Leeds because. Obviously, you suffered the four-nil defeat there. Let's not forget. You know, we beat them four-nil before, and obviously, they've rolled us over before. And I think the crowd is absolutely massive for Saturday because, you know, first ten minutes, if we play on the front foot, get a corner, you know, big tackle. I think they'll cave, and I think we'll grow in confidence. And you know, I've not seen the Goodison in like that after the game against Leeds, when they're all singing Frank Lampard's name, and he's going up to the Gladys Street, and they're all, you know, it's like it's like we, you know. Won, won something it was that you know brilliant you know and electric you know the, the ground and i think we've got to make it like that and i think like i'm saying they're looking forward to going to be fair and having had that you know after you know, we've lost against until but just going back to godless again we haven't got many games to hair you know left and I think we've got to make games like that um, and gra- um, games like that really hostile and don't sit back and you know like the lads were saying before it's going to be like we can't play that for the full 90 minutes and not you know stupid to, to, to think that but I think you've got to set the tone again like you were saying like set the tone early first five minutes even if it's slowing the game down that you know if the ball does go have a break because we won't get the ball back for a while. Game management, slow it down um, and get at them straight away. But I, I do, no talk months now, I'm going to be a bit fire in my belly thinking about it because I do think um, at home, under the lights, we can. We have a massive uh, part, the, the fans, and I think the players um, need us massively against that because it's going to be very, very difficult, whatever team he puts out. But I do believe we, we can get something. If if If... We turn up as well as fans. I think if we're quiet, you know, as many years has gone by, I think they'll roll us. But I think if we get behind them, and I think the fans will, because I think we all enjoyed the Leeds game as a fan base. I think we, you know, we can like the pod last week. We can get a goal for the players.
1: Yeah, I think I think the important sorry mate, the important thing to stress is City City dominate literally nearly every side they play against. I watched them against Lisbon in the week. Imagine you're a Lisbon fan going to that game, right? You've got through to the knockout stages. You're playing some great footy in the league and you're going to be buzzing, aren't you? You go, oh, we're playing, in the, we're playing in the Champions League knockout, we're playing City, let's get, let's have them, let's let's be up for it. And then you're 5-0 down at home after 50, 60 minutes or something like that. Imagine what that must feel like, especially in the Champions League, you know what I mean? You must be absolutely, like, dying. Um, so City can do that to teams. They just absolutely destroy teams because they just keep the ball for, like, you know, their possession stats are just absolutely nuts. It's like Pete says when you watch them live, you just realise how technically gifted they all are and how well coached they are. You know, they switch to play with such speed and like you know such accuracy and touch and everything. They create overloads. They're just waiting for that overload every single time to get to the byline, pull it back, goal. And it's almost like cheat mode on FIFA, isn't it? They just get to the byline every time pull it back. But it's it's. <laughs> Obviously, shouldn't trivialise it, but you know what I mean. But like, so look, if we can get Lampard's words were there, you know, he got asked. You know, obviously, you can't get any more difficult. You've got City next, and he just and he just turned around and went, "Yeah, let's give them a game." You know what I mean? We can use it. We can spin that as a positive and saying, so, "Look, we're playing one of the best teams in the world. Let's give them a game." So I, I hope we do give them a game. I certainly think that, like you said, Phil, the fans will will be well up for it. We'll make it a cauldron. The important thing is we've we've just got to try and like we have done in the past against them, just stay in the game as long as possible. I think when we played them under Carlo, it was quite a tight game, wasn't it? I think was it was it um, was it Mares who scored. He always seems to score, pop up and score against us. I think that that you know he scored with not long not long left to go. So it needs to be that type of game. You know, even if you come out of it with you know with a good performance and their qualities just shines through in the end, they nick it or something. That still gives you some form of confidence, believe it or not, as a player, doesn't it, girl? that you've just given one of, the, one of the best sides in the league a game. And if you look at Spurs' record against Guardiola City, Spurs have got a decent record against them and the different managers. And, you know, if you look at the way Conte set up yesterday, he really, and Carlo did the same when we played him, he really, really congested the centre area of the pitch, didn't he? The central areas. And he went, with, he went with five at the back or three at the back, which dropped into a five. And then he had two screening-holding midfielders as well. But I think that's the way we've got to play against them. You know, if the, more, the more you can actually prevent them from switching the play quickly and congesting that area of the pitch where they like to play quick passes or quick one-twos, I think you, you can then... You can then you know, you, that's half your job done. The other half of the job then is what's your quality like going forward when you do get the ball. And to be fair to, to, to Tottenham yesterday, and they've got two, two players... In Harry Kane and Son, who who invariably let's be, let's be honest make the right decision, don't they? Both of them, when they get in those final thirds, are deadly, and they showed that yesterday. You know, you're not going to get many chances uh, to to score against City or break against them, but when you do, you've got to make sure you've got quality. And and Harry Kane yesterday, I know he's been knocked for his form this season, but Harry Kane yesterday was outstanding. Um, and, and could have scored possibly four goals, really, in that game as well, which is nuts to say against City. But, um, yeah, for, for me, that's the thing. You've got to be defensively solid, and then when you do counter, you've got to counter with quality.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And, and, and that quality, when we do get into the attack and third, because, you know, we're not we're not, we're not naive enough to, to think that we're going to be on top for large periods of the game. But when you do have the, the chance to get forward or... You know, even when a corner set piece in and around the box, then you've got to have that quality and, and take your chance when it comes. And that's where now we need to start seeing, obviously, how Dom's had a really rough time with injuries. And, and he still, he's still, I mean, uh, Frank Lampard mentioned at the back end uh, after the Leeds game that he's about, say, 70, 70% fit maybe in terms of match fitness. So he's working his way back. Uh, so we need Dom to, to probably start start bagging a few goals. Um obviously, like I said, the, the returning players will help the quality of the side as well. Um maybe, maybe Derry, Derry gets the nod potentially. You know, he's had a couple of substitute appearances. Maybe it's time for him to sort of be given the chance from the off plane just off the striker. Um, possibly. So the, the options are there. They really the are, but we've gotta make sure that we when we get into those areas that we, we show a little bit of quality and take our take our chance when uh when they come, um, just on that
1: point, by the way, Mike. Just quickly, the DCL thing—he's getting slated. One he on social media yesterday. Um, I did put a tweet out to try and defend him. And Lampard said we resorted to going long because we weren't keeping the ball very well. So, and then, yeah, I don't want him to turn into an old-fashioned number nine. I think we've got to, We've got to be patient with Domi. He's come back from a really tough injury. Yes, he's looked a yard off it. There was a bit yesterday. If you if you saw where. Um, the ball went out to the right side with Richie and he's whipped it in first time and Dom's half a yard off it. He was half a yard off John Joe Kenny's cross the other day, for example. He was half a yard off the Seamus Coleman's goal, even when the defender got back to him. So, you know, he's just that I think Lampard said, what is he, 75, 80% match fit at the minute? And I think that's important. That fans just writing him off again. Going, I'd sell him for 30 million right now. Sell him, you know, it drives you mad. It drives you absolutely mad. The lad showed when he's fit under ancelotti which you know really helped him in terms of his goal scoring instincts you know we understood what type of forward he was because carlo showed us that didn't he you know he's a box he's 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 a box he's a poacher you know what i mean he's he's not going to dribble past three and bang it in the top corner you know what i mean but he will score in the in in the in the penalty box he's a penalty box striker so for me and lampard sees that he said i want us to play the way to create better chances for dominic so Lampard clearly sees a player there. But some shouts yesterday about, you know, Rondon should have been playing and stuff so like that, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So just wanted to sort of give a shout out to Dom and saying we need to be patient with him and we need to back him, not get on his back. We've been here before with him, haven't we?
0: Yeah, you know, we only go back a few years ago when people were saying he wasn't good enough full stop and to get rid of him. And then obviously then exactly. he's been moulded into a very, very good striker. So you've got to take on board the injuries he's been through, the fact he's not fully match fit, and let's stop. You know, with the the city suggestions that you know, if we were off a thirty million pound, we'd take it because we we certainly wouldn't. So we, he'll he'll get scoring again before you know over the next few weeks, I'm sure. And it, it'll, it'll be vital to us. Um, you know, as we as the running really really kicks in. Uh, but let's let's finish off with a round of predictions for for the city game. Phil, what are you thinking?
3: Um, I'm going to go two two. I'm going to go get at them and then they'll come back and then we'll score last 10 be quite nervy at the end but 2-2 I'm going to go for Pete's laughing Pete's (laughs) what are you saying
2: I'm going to go for an ultra
3: optimistic (laughs) 0-0 that's
0: that's more optimistic than the 2-2 I think a 0-0 I think (laughs) Uh, Lee I'd
1: love to see your accumulators Pete to be fair you are very good at accumulators to be fair I'll give you that I remember when when we uh, lived together um just quickly, I reckon 1 1 score draw. Um, I just think we'll make it hopefully tight, hard to beat. They're going to dominate the ball. We know that. We've just got to try and be compact. What does worry me slightly, you know, we haven't got our um, best defence available, have we, at the minute? Um, and that is a slight worry. Hole getting keen, don't fulfill you with, con- don't fill you with confident- confidence, do they, at the back at all? Um, so that's my only worry. Um if we did have Godfrey, we did have Mina, I'd probably feel a little bit more sort of confident we'd be able to snatch a draw. But yeah, hopefully one one. One one, I'm gonna say.
0: Yeah, i will I'll just uh I'll say a draw. Um probably one all. That's that's being optimistic. You know, the C- city win is is the the uh, the the one which is really standing out and it's difficult to look past man City beating us, but what we want to see is just an improvement and we want to see the players, you know, compete against the best side in the league and they can do it. You know, we've we've shown in, in other games, you know, over the years that we can do it. Um And I think if we, if we take the form that we had and that performance against Leeds as the blueprint for the city game, I know it's obviously different quality, but just from the actual basics being done, then you've got a chance of getting something from the game. But, those first five 10 minutes will set the tone for the game and we'll see you know who's who's up for the fight and who's not um but I'll I'll go in go in with the with the one order or just to, to to cap things off uh but <coughs> excuse me before we go just a reminder that you you can uh follow us and also give us a rating on Spotify and also Apple podcast so please if you can that will that will really help us out phil Thanks for coming on, on a on a Sunday morning. I uh, really appreciate you taking taking some time out.
3: No, I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, lads. You know, like I said, numerous bang the drums, the best one out there. So anytime, lads. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: I'll put that uh, that sound bite out, Phil, on <laughs> the p- playing over and over again. But we appreciate you coming on. Really, really great, great to great to catch up and, and get your yeah. your views on the on the blues. Um And that's all for this week. We'll be back next week post Man City. Hopefully we we see an improvement in, in in Everton performance. So we will catch you then.
2: The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.